You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati, marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Welcome back to the program. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa, coming to you from the Chinese capital in Beijing. Here's hoping you can hear us loud and clear on your favorite podcast or radio frequencies in Africa. Now, as China and Kenya celebrate 60 years of diplomatic ties, in today's episode, we reflect on the developments and analyze the relations between the two sides over the past 60 years. Now, this year marks the 60th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic ties between the People's Republic of China and the Republic of Kenya. Over the past 60 years, exchanges and cooperation between the two countries have never ceased to deepen. Kenya has been an active participant in the China-proposed Belt and Road Initiative, and China has been a key supporter of Kenya's modernization drive. A classic example is the construction of the Mombasa-Nairobi Standard Gorge Railway. And regarding trade, Kenya is China's largest trading partner in East Africa. In 2022, the bilateral trade volume soared to 8.5 billion, an increase of 23%. The two sides continue to maintain consultation and coordination on international and regional affairs. And joining us today for further insights on their bilateral relations and more is Professor Peter Kagwanja, CEO of the Africa Policy Institute. Professor, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, Brigitte. And we also have Professor Zhao Mingwei. She's Director of International Cooperation Office at Donghua University. Professor Zhao Mingwei, thank you for joining us today on China Africa Talk. Thank you for having me. I'll begin with Professor Zhao Mingwei. Now, looking back over the six decades, how do you evaluate China-Kenya bilateral relations and what have been the major highlights? Thank you for your question. I believe there are quite a few memorable highlights in China-Kenya bilateral relations. You know, only two days after Kenya became independent on December the 12th, 1963, China set up diplomatic relations with the East African country. And uh, Chen Yi, the then vice premier and uh, foreign minister, participated in the grand ceremony marking the independence. And uh, in 1964, Chairman Mao Zedong received a Kenyan delegation at the Great Hall of the People. These pioneering efforts helped lay a very solid foundation for the friendly mutual ties. And uh, most recently, the current president, William Ruto, visited China during the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. So high-level exchanges have never stopped in the past six decades. Over to you, Professor Peter Kagwanja. I'd like to also know from you, how would you evaluate Kenya-China bilateral relations? How do you describe the status of Kenya and China relations now? I would start by saying that the relations between China and Kenya is multi-generational. In other words, It cuts across generations that uh, often predate the imposition of colonialism in Kenya. And that is the narrative we miss in describing our relationship, basically limiting it to what was defined to us by position of colonialism, particularly in East Africa. And therefore, there is a lot 
that need to be said about Zhang Ho and other pioneers of our diplomatic relations. But sticking to the post-colonial, I think it's 14th December 1963 is key. And it is key because it establishes for the next six decades a relationship that can be characterized as not just friendly, but mutually beneficial to the two countries. Diplomatic relations has developed over time. And as you know, diplomatic relations are always work in progress. Mm -hmm. And uh, China-Kenya relations has deepened progressively and I think in the next six years, we look forward to very, very progressive advancement of this relation. Okay. Early this year, China and Kenya agreed to deepen their cooperation in areas such as railway, road and aviation under the frameworks of the Belt and Road Initiative and the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation. What is the status of the cooperation agreement, Professor Kakwanja? Kenya is one of the valued partners for China within work of both Belt and Road Initiatives and the Forum for China-Africa Cooperation. It is favored in the sense that they have the comprehensive strategic cooperation agreement. And this means that uh, Kenya has has received massive financial development support from China to build the railway, to build the highway from the city to the airport, which is an express way to build many other investments in the country and also to allow the participation of the populations of the two countries in private to private investment activities and therefore within the belt and road initiative kenya ranks among the highest countries in the world as partners of china and more specifically a key pillar of the Belt and Road Initiative in Africa. Still on you, Professor. President Ruto was among African leaders who attended the third Belt and Road Forum in Beijing, which ran from October 17 to the 18th. Did Kenya get the deals that it wanted? Uh, well, I, I don't think there were very specific deals that uh, were being negotiated. As okay. you know, President William Ruto has just been uh, elected. I think his government has taken a, a, I mean a, a radically different approach from the one of his predecessor, President Uhuru Kenyatta. He's championing a policy called bottom-up, uh, you know, economic development. And I think China is studying the, that, that policy to see how it fits with the the previous investment that it had taken. Obviously, the policy is that uh, it is to reduce on debt, basically to invest more at home through taxation and other means. And therefore, I don't think there was any specific agreement or request put on the table specifically for China, except the fact that we still have the unfinished railway from Naivasha to Maraba, which would complete the 1,300 kilometers railway from Mombasa to the Ugandan border. I think that's still the outstanding business. The rest of the work is going on. Obviously, Kenya is going through very difficult economic times and uh, would do with support from China. Just to say that the meeting between the two leaders basically cleared the air that the between Kenya and China continues, that Kenya and China continue to be partners within the framework Belt and Road Initiative, within the framework of FOCAC, within the framework of Global Development Initiative, and other operation frameworks that are emerging. So the relationship continues, and okay. it is as strong as ever. It's going to be continuity in the diplomatic relations between the two countries. We are still on strategic, comprehensive cooperation between the two countries. The emphasis on trade and industrialization is, uh, is now key between the, the two partners.
And that's what is happening now. Intensive trade and, uh, and investment in the country by China, Kenya exporting its products to China in a very accelerated way. So the relationship is great in, and it's in, on course. Talking about trade and investment, um, I'm going to refer this question to you, Professor Zhao Mingwei. What have the two countries done to improve the trade relations this year? Are there any unexplored opportunities that both countries could tap into? I, I fully agree with Professor Juanja because he has talked a very important point about the continuity in the progress of our policies, right? So we know that the former president, Muay Kapaki, has put forward the Look East strategy in 2005. And that's when the two nations became closer. Then we see the Belt and Road Initiative. Afterward, that, that initiative was raised. The two countries have entered into an equitable and mutually beneficial comprehensive partnership since 2013, and uh, which was again elevated to a comprehensive strategic partnership in 2017. That's what Professor Kawenja has mentioned. So in terms of trade relations, Kenya is China's number one trade partner in East Africa. And uh, China has been Kenya's biggest trade partner for the past nine years. Besides those major infrastructure projects that has been mentioned time and time again, the Mombasa, Nairobi, Standard Gorge Railway, and those roads and highways. And uh, I believe those roads and infrastructures has boosted not only tourism, but also economic development the way. Just a few days ago, I, I see the China Road and Bridge Corporation started Ruta Nong commuter railway line, which will provide convenience for commuters and reducing traffic congestions in the region upon its completion. Last week, I mentioned I visited Kenya and uh, it was very congested. Okay. It takes longer than we expected to get to our destination. But I believe that railway will help solve that problem. As for unexplored collaborations, I would say light industry, especially textile industry, has a pivotal role to play. You know, textile industry links up agriculture, industry, and even art and culture, which relies less on energy. And uh, when it's done in a sustainable way, it will boost the economy very quickly. When seen historically, the textile industry usually led in the massive industrial revolution, be it in Europe, in the United States, and in China. You know, Shanghai used to be very strong in textile industry. I know there are cotton, silk, and uh, sisal hemp. They are abundant in Kenya. And they could be made into valuable fiber, textile materials, and even fashionable clothes. When mass production is paired up with upcycling and recycling mechanisms, it won't do harm to the environment and uh, biodiversity of the country. You know, th these two things are the most dear to the Kenyan people. I talked to my colleagues before we, we leave that you cannot take any plastic back into the country. Mm. <laughs> and uh, this is something that I really admire in, in Kenya. Mm. Um, in addition, 
uh, tangible and intangible cultural heritage is another virgin land okay. that has okay. great potential to be explored. And uh, both countries should collaborate on that area. Professor Kagwanja, we've just heard some areas that are unexplored. There could be opportunities for both countries to tap into. I'd like to know from your perspective, what is the status of trade between China and Kenya and which areas unexploited could turn out to be opportunities? Uh, Well, first and foremost, China is Kenya's greatest trading partner now for almost a decade. It is also the greatest destination for Kenyan products uh, today one of the major sources of, uh, you know, industrial products and so on. So the Kenya-China trade is, has been on upward growth and uh, it reaching uh, the highest ever in these decades. Okay. Now, the products are also diversifying. China has opened its market for avocado export to China from Kenya. China has also, is also importing Kenyan tea, coffee, and herbs. It is also uh, importing minerals, a certain number of essential minerals from Kenya for its industries. And okay. therefore, the country is a, is a good partner. There are opportunities that are emerging in terms of trade between the two countries particularly because Kenya itself is expanding its uh, food industry in terms of food security, and therefore Kenyan products are beginning to find their way into that market. I attended the the expo in Hunan, uh, Changsha, and uh, what you find is that, um, you know, the trade between the two countries is not just diversifying, but expanding greatly, including online trade. You know, I, I visited a number of companies that are in, involved in uh, internet, I mean, uh, uh, cyber trade, what you, can, what you call it, online trade between mm-hmm. uh, Kenyan companies and Kenyan and, and Chinese companies. That's Therefore, right. the trade is on upward, upward swing. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. All right, Professor, when we look at the cultural and people-to-people exchanges post-pandemic, what is your opinion on the people-to-people relations between the two countries? How has the relationship evolved 60 years on? What have been the highlights? Uh, Yes, people-to-people relations means people have to meet. I finally visited Ethiopia and Kenya last week. It's the first time we met our dear colleagues and friends after the pandemic. We found loads of things to do together. We are very happy to meet up. Same thing for nation-to-nation relations, I believe. During the recent third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation in Beijing, state leaders from both countries spoke highly Mm -hmm. of the bilateral partnership. Given the solid groundwork and extensive scope of cooperation between the two countries, and in view of the new ground of uh, ministerial conferences for the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation, Mm-hmm. or FOCAC next year, mutual ties are expected to deepen further. And, uh, you know, Kenya is the gateway 
to Africa. It has advantageous geographic location and it has a very active role in promoting East African integration, which means there's no reason why we do not pay a lot of attention to this country. So I'm very positive for the Chinese investment and diplomatic ties will be strengthened in the future. I may not be in the position of getting to know all the highlights, okay. but I believe education cooperation is the highest level okay. of people to people exchange. Take our university as an example. <laughs> Donghua University is formerly known as China Textile University. Okay, okay. We are the best textile university and we are one of the first universities in year 1953 to enroll international students. Mm, that's been quite a long among, time. <laughs> yes, yes. And among them, many were from African countries, especially at the beginning. So quite a few of our Kenyan alumni are now playing an active part in textile education mm. and textile industry in the country. In our long-term partner, Moy University alone, our alumni include the former Deputy Vice-Chancellor, Professor David Chugong. Okay. And yeah, and head of textile department of engineering school, Professor Eric Oyandi, and also the managing director of Rivertex, a textile company affiliated to Moore University, okay. Mr. Thomas Kipkurget. We know each other well, we trust each other, and we help each other. I believe that's what people to people relation really means. You just mentioned Donghua University. You are with Donghua University. Could you tell us about some of the cooperation your institute has with Kenya and how the cooperation is contributing socially and economically in Kenya? Um, Sino-Africa relationship has been put under the spotlight on the national level in 2011. Ministry of Education in China initiated the Sino-Africa 20 plus 20 University Cooperation Plan. Donghua University is among the 20 Chinese universities, while Mo University, one of the 20 African universities. So we started closer collaboration in talent training, knowledge sharing, capacity building, and research collaboration. In March 2015, we jointly established our Confucius Institute at Mo University. It's the first and remains the only Confucius Institute in the world featuring textiles and apparel, which is very unique. We do not only teach Chinese language, but we also promote technical things, textile techniques, and promote people-to-people exchange by organizing cultural events such as lectures, seminars, conferences, exhibitions, and even fashion shows with very unique Kenyan elements. So and in the same year, we decided to organize that annual event. Uh, we call it SAISTA, Sino. Africa Symposium on textiles and apparel, alternating between China and Kenya or other African countries. Mm-hmm. So we rotate one year in China, the other in African countries. So far, we have done um, nine events. The latest event coincides with the sixth year's anniversary, December the 14th. The 14th. So I believe those events help bridge academia, industries, government departments, in order to find a holistic solution to the sustainable development of textile industry. I think that's how we are committed to do so in the future. When we look at agriculture cooperation and renewable energy, agriculture, food security, and overall sustainable rural transformation have a central place given their importance to the development of African countries. 
What can Africa benefit from China's experience in rural development and how can China further assist Africa's agriculture modernization? What's your take, Professor Mingwei? Um, you know, the Chinese put food as the number one priority. So we have an old saying, we have taken agriculture and food security very seriously. And I guess it's also the case in African countries. Um, speaking of how China can help with Africa's agriculture modernization, I can think of the following means. Number one, the huge Chinese market is open. Just what Professor Peter has mentioned, such good things as coffee, black tea, nuts, flowers from Kenya are very popular in the Chinese market. And he also mentioned the avocado protocol. When we signed it in January 2022, in less than two years, fresh avocado exports to China already accounted for 30% mm. of his total avocado export. And this is a very good case in point. The market's there. And number two, agriculture technology matters. The Kenya-China Joint Laboratory for Crop Molecular Biology based at Egerton University and the Sino-Africa Joint Research Center at Jomo Kenyatta University of Agriculture and Technology provide technical support in crop breeding and skills training. Technologies like precision agriculture, biotechnology, etc. can be shared with professionals. So thirdly, infrastructure is also very important. Projects like Lamu Port, the Kapavu Oil Terminal, the Nairobi Expressway and the Saika Superhighways. They are vital for fresh agricultural produce. Last but not least, China's experience as well as lessons in rural development. Agriculture occupies more than 16% of our GDP and the total population living in rural areas more than 0.5 billion. That is 36 of the total population. China has lifted 800 million people out of poverty, most of them are from the rural areas. So China proposed the implementation of a rural revitalization strategy for the first time by President Xi in 2017. Five years has passed, and now you can see very clearly the transformation, the infrastructure, the quality of life, services, cultural, tourism, and um, agricultural industry, everything. Moving forward, Professor, what can we expect of China-Kenya relations in the future? Uh, as I said earlier, there are so many things that we can do together. Okay. First and foremost, I'd like to promote Kenya as a great tourist destination. The Big Five, the beautiful scenery, the safaris, museums, cultural heritages are so attractive. And um, I guess I'd also love to see more higher education institutions joining hands in establishing more talent training centers and joint laboratories in order to provide relevant talent training, research collaboration, technical support and assistance in the mm. sustainable upgradation. In recent years, you see significant progress has uh, been made in burgeoning sectors of clean energy as well and digital economy. You know, Kenya is the headquarters of United Nations Environment Program, mm -hmm. UNEP. Right. Kenya has played a leading role in responding to climate change among African countries. And China is aiming to collaborate with every country in the world to answer 
the climate action. Right. So we need to cooperate with Kenya to work together to tackle those challenges. And um, cooperation has also been extensive in digital technology or digital infrastructure, as mentioned by Professor Kiwanja just now. I, I noticed that there is an e-commerce platform called Kilimo. Kilimo, yes. Uh, it was the first Chinese e-commerce entity that entered Africa. Professor Zhao Mingwei, thank you again for your contributions. Many thanks again to Professor Peter Gagwanja for the wonderful insights on the China-Kenya relations. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.